You're listening to Hope on the Homefront, the official podcast for Homefront Heroes Ministries. I'm your host, Taylor Blackburn. We're a group of military wives on a mission to help you find joy in your journey. We're jumping in the trenches to encourage you when you're struggling, help you grow in your faith, and support you through military life. Because here, you are seen. Here, you're essential. Here, you are never alone. Welcome home. Let's go. Well, hey, Hope Keepers. Hopefully, you follow along on Instagram and are aware of what I'm even talking about when I say that. If you missed our recent post where I shared the heart behind why we want to start referring to this community as Hope Keepers, uh, let me read what I put out there, okay? Hope Keeper. This is something that we started saying as we've come to realize that is exactly what we are called to be on the home front. As military wives, we are often left to hold down the home front while our husbands are away. Sometimes their being away is physical, leaving for weeks or months on end to serve. Other times it's emotional. The having them home but still feeling alone as they're distant and weighed down by the weight of the things that they've seen or done or lost. And as military wives, we are given a great hope hope in Jesus. And it's our beautiful duty to steward that hope well within the walls of our homes. We are not just home keepers. While yes, we work hard to keep our homes running and care for our family's needs through cleaning and cooking, supporting our families through working in the home or away from it, we are more. We are hope keepers, the ones who tend to the souls of those within our homes, providing hope on hard days by pointing their hearts to Jesus, setting an example of faith in the midst of struggle, and so much more. So I wanted just to share that with you because you will probably hear me referring to you guys as hope keepers now, and that is the heart behind it. We believe that this space is sharing some of the hope that God gives us within the military community, and we want to spread that around and really focusing on being the hope keepers and the home keepers, bringing that hope to our homes and helping the hearts of everyone who fills those walls. So there you have it. Hello, Hope Keeper. Now you know what I'm talking about. Um, Today we are going to be talking about boot camp blues, you know, how to cope when they go. You might be in a situation where your husband has already left and has already returned. Maybe you've been in for years. I don't know what your situation is. But if you are someone who is new to the military and you're feeling a little clueless, you're feeling a little overwhelmed, right? This world has its own lingo. It has its own way of doing things and it can be very complicated and very confusing. And if you find yourself in this situation of having them gone and not quite having like a support system established yet, not quite having the answers for how to navigate this life, um, I'm hoping that this episode is going to encourage you through what to expect while he's gone and just encourage you to know that, you know, you're going to get through this time. It'll be okay. So let me share kind of my story. I remember the day that my husband first left me. I was a newly 20-year-old newlywed thrown into figuring out how to be a wife, a military wife at that. I was completely clueless as to what to expect when he went away. Um, He was gone for over six months, and I recall feeling such an extreme sadness when I left for work that morning. Like I talked to everyone I met that day at work and told them all about how he went and how much I miss him. And they're like, okay, we get it. (laughs) But just knowing that when I got home, he wasn't going to be there 
was so heartbreaking for me. And if you have just said goodbye to your military man for the first time and you're preparing for him to ship out for a boot camp, I want to create this for you. So we're going to just walk through some of what I felt when I first experienced these feelings because I know how hard it was to not have that support system yet and, you know, really would have appreciated having some help processing through the process. So broken it down, number one uh, is the night that they actually leave feeling like an eternity, actually probably the first few weeks, um, felt like an eternity. That darkness of the night feeling especially darker, the lacking warmth from his side of the bed feeling especially colder, the silence of our home felt deafening. And I remember getting up countless times throughout the night to check every door and window just to make sure it was locked. I was so nervous. Um, I remember being nervous to even shut my eyes in the shower because I was convinced that someone had broken in and they were just waiting for the second that I shut my eyes. Now, I'm not going to lie, though. I've always been (laughs) ridiculously paranoid about that. Hopefully, I'm not the only one. But one of the best things I can recommend to you to help ease the fear and anxiety of being alone is to avoid watching scary movies or shows that you know is going to upset you. That might seem so trivial, but listen, I had one night that I stayed up watching an episode of Criminal Minds. I don't know if you've ever seen that show, but sometimes it can be a little freaky. And this one episode that I watched freaked me out so bad that I sincerely couldn't shut my eyes without just getting so scared. I was exhausted and I was reaching a breaking point. Thankfully, my husband had moved on from basic to AIT, which um, was basically just the advanced school for their MOS, aka the job within the military. And he was allowed to have his phone back at that time. And so I called him. It was super late, but I called him. And y'all, I kid you not, I made him sing me to sleep. Can you picture that? Me, a grown woman, having my husband sing this song at that. Okay, he sang, God is bigger than the boogeyman. He's bigger than Godzilla or the monsters on TV. (laughs) I feel like we're getting to know each other way too well. Please still love me at the end of this. Okay. Um, But that was always a song when I was growing up that my parents used to sing to me. And I don't know, it just comforted me. So I jokingly told him that. And he sang me that song. And it did calm me down. And I did actually fall asleep. But it's so embarrassing. Oh my gosh. It was so sweet that he was willing to do it. And I just made sure that in the future, I didn't watch scary things that would put me in a position to have to further that preciousness on his part. So That only happened once, and I'm sticking to it, okay? But finding a series to dive into uh, will go a long way, though. I will mention that. If you find a show, uh, you know, a series or a series of movies that keep you entertained and they can kind of fill your evenings up um, with distraction or background noise, I do recommend that because while I don't recommend watching scary things, in the evenings when it is so quiet, you really do kind of need a makeshift fill-in friend, and the TV was that for me. I have no shame in admitting that. Okay, number two, spend time with friends and family. Obviously, our current pandemic situation makes this a little bit more complicated, but I am so hopeful that life will return to normal again soon, and when it does, hooray, I'm going to be so happy. But until then, just do whatever you can 
to make the most of what you're able to do and what you feel comfortable doing. Maybe hosting your own small get-together in your home might be a great idea since you can kind of control the atmosphere easily and ensure that whatever precautions you prefer are in place. You could also consider doing something through Zoom or just online, whatever platform you prefer. But if you're not nervous about getting sick and you are okay with get-togethers, you know, some good ideas for things to Um, consider doing would be starting a Bible study or a book club, begin attending church functions regularly, meet up for a weekly coffee chat at your local coffee shop, or just grab coffee and meet up at a park or go for a walk around a lake. Those are just a few ideas for how you can prioritize spending time with your loved ones while the one you love most is away. Uh, Number three I'm going to recommend is that you write them. Okay, write them letters. Sending letters to your husband while he's at boot camp is one of the most important and special things that you can do. I still have the love letters that my husband and I exchanged nearly 10 years ago, and it's so sweet getting to read through those now. I always laugh a little when I read them because it's obvious that I had this picture in my head, you know, from all these movies that I'd seen where these overly romantic and dramatic letters were written to a love interest. So it was not uncommon for me to begin my letters like, to my darling husband, whom I miss with every fiber of my being. I can assure you that I do not talk like that on a regular basis unless I'm trying to annoy my husband with some of my overly dramatic tendencies. But I share that because I think sometimes we have this expectation for how something like writing a love letter to our fella should sound. And I want you to know that the best thing you can do is write from your heart. Push those expectations aside and just have a conversation with them like you would in person. Let them know how much you miss them in maybe a not overly fluffed up way. But if overflowing with these and thous are your style, then you go for it. Do not let what I'm saying keep you back if that is the way that you like to write. But just don't try to turn on the fancy talk only for the sake of these letters. Because I know it can feel a little foreign since most of us are not used to writing handwritten letters anymore, but they really are such a keepsake and they are worth the time. Uh, My husband has said that the letters that I wrote to him during his time at basic were the thing that he looked forward to most. And he said that it gave him the needed strength that he really needed to push past everything he was enduring at that time. Now, I think this is a perfect time for me to briefly segue into sharing about a company we have recently been blessed to have found and now get to partner with. Smile Mail is a company who has taken cards to a whole new level with their very own app called Smile Mail app. You can download from Google Play or the App Store, and it will allow you to select your card design, record an audio message up to 30 seconds long, upload a photo of your choice, and include your text all within this app. The card will then be created and quickly mailed out to the mailing address that you include. It is so amazing. When I first heard of this concept, I could hardly believe it. I don't know how many times I've spent, what, like $7 or more on an ugly and boring card that probably got thrown away soon after I gave it. Well, that is not going to happen with Smile Mail. Getting to hear your precious voice and see your beautiful face in a card that you can quickly create with a few taps within their Smile Mail app 
Man, that is going to be such a treasured keepsake. So if you would like to give it a try, Smile Mail has generously offered one free card code for any Hope on the Homefront listener who reaches out by just mentioning Hope on the Homefront podcast and include your email address, and they're going to send over your free code. So email grace at smilemail.com or message them directly on Instagram, which is at smilemail app. They have lots of amazing examples on their profile that you can check out, and we really hope that this company helps you deliver a big smile to your man as he's training hard to better himself within our United States military. Okay, moving on to point number four, do's and don'ts. When you're thrown into military life, your mind is overflowing with questions, yet your husband isn't available to answer most of them. Worry is often a byproduct, right? I remember worrying a lot during those early days. Heck, I still tend to worry a lot when I don't have clarity over what to expect or what's expected of me. So let me share a few things that I wish I would have known, just keeping in mind that my husband went through a long time ago and things might be a little different now, but I'll just share what I can and hope that you do with the info what you please and what is useful to you. So don't Mail them care packages filled with goodies and treats because most of the time those things will either be thrown right into the trash or he could even be forced to eat everything sent in in front of his entire barracks. My husband has told me of that happening many a times while he was there. (laughs) Do mail letters and pictures. Just keep in mind that everything will be opened in front of the drill sergeant. So avoid overly sexy pictures that you wouldn't want any other eyes besides your husband seeing if you catch my drift. Don't expect them to call very often. And when they do, don't expect the calls to be very long. I think the longest call that I ever got was on our one-year anniversary. He managed to talk his way into getting his hands on his phone and he called me for four minutes and 33 seconds to wish me a happy anniversary. Why do I remember that exact time? Well, because I will never forget sitting in my office and looking at my phone, feeling like those four minutes and 33 seconds were an eternity. Like I had missed him so much and I had missed getting to talk to him. Every second felt like a lifetime. So I was so thankful for each second that I got to talk with them. Do prepare for the calls to feel a little awkward and overflowing with a lot of how are you? And I miss you. In a way, it might feel like you're talking to a stranger, one who you are so thrilled to talk to that you kind of just blank out and don't even know what's worth sharing in the moment. If that happens, just know that time will make that awkwardness subside and you'll be chatting it up like normal again soon. Don't be pushy for details about their time there. It's important to be patient with them, even when you're dying to hear all about how things went. You must understand that the training that they went through was very intense and less than fun. So they might still be trying to process through everything and begin adjusting to life outside of the structure that they've been living in. Absolutely show interest and yes, make yourself available to have conversations about it. But if they don't seem like they want to open up and share much, just give them space and grace. Don't take it personally. They will share when they feel ready and able to. You focus on supporting in the best ways you know how. And remember that loving a military man often means not knowing every detail of what their job entails. So work on finding your peace with that. The last thing that I want to share about is something I wasn't at all prepared for, and I want you to have a heads up in case you're blindsided by this as well. 
This is number five. Being sexually intimate with your man after so long apart might feel a little scary. I traveled to San Antonio with my family to attend his graduation, and at the time he was in the Air Force, and we'd been apart for about four months. We hadn't been married long before he left, and I remember getting ready before the ceremony, hairspraying my hair, looking at my reflection in the mirror when my mom walked in and asked what was wrong. Confused, I asked her what she meant, and she said, Tay, you're crying. I was? I didn't even realize it. After we started talking, I shared that I was nervous about being intimate again, and I didn't understand why. I mean, I was so excited to be together once more, even if only for a few days before he left me for another three months to head on to tech school. Why was I so scared? Was I questioning my love for him? My mom quickly put my mind at ease, and she shared with me that she remembered feeling the exact same way that I was when my dad had returned from basic many, many years before that. Our conversation brought me peace as I realized that it was totally normal for me to feel a little awkward and nervous about things after being apart for so long. That once we were together, our love would easily carry us through our reunion, and being respectful and patient with one another was the greatest thing that we could do. I had no guarantees that he wasn't also feeling a little nervous as well. Having just shared a room and shower with 40 men for months on end, I I was going to be an adjustment for him to get used to as well. And it was going to be an adjustment for us both. Thankfully, everything went just as my mom said. Mother really does know best. We had a romantic and memorable few days together when he left again. And when he returned once more, it was the same way. So if you find yourself nervous and overcome with butterflies in your belly before you get to see your beloved again, just know that's totally normal. And that's totally okay. If you don't feel anything but excitement and anticipation, that's okay too. I'll just never forget feeling confused by my emotions that day. And I didn't want one of you sweet friends to feel confused as well. I hope something that I've shared in this episode today will help you navigate your boot camp blues. I know it is not easy to go through the first time of them being gone, but never forget that Homefront Heroes Ministries is a community overflowing with women who get it and who is always willing to lend a listening ear, encouraging word, or lift up a prayer on your behalf. Military life is hard, but it is made so much easier with Jesus and military wives who love you. And we sure love you. And that is your hope on the home front. Thanks for tuning in. From our heart to yours, we hope that this podcast is your go-to place for encouragement on the home front. We would love to hear what your favorite takeaway was from this episode by having you take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Tag us at HFH underscore ministries or on Facebook at Homefront Heroes Ministries so we can get connected with you, get to know you more, and hear from you firsthand what specific encouragement you're looking for. This is home. This is the place to have the hard conversations. And until we chat next, get out there and find the joy.